Hey there, and welcome to the Oscars Death Race podcast. We try to watch all the Oscar-nominated movies or die trying. My name is Paulo, and I'm your host. Whoever is going a positive for you while you're testing negative for Omicron. I'm on a bit of a movie high after seeing No Way Home this past week, and I'm looking forward to trying to get to 100 films for the rest of the year uh, in the last week or so. Maybe with some of these potential nom- Oscar nominees. Uh, in, in any case, this episode, we have these sort lists to go over. We'll go over who got added to the sort lists, who got snubbed, and how this affects both films' chances to get nominated elsewhere, as well as what it might mean for our death race. Before all that, though, for those who may not be in the know, the Academy, the group that hosts and organizes the Oscars, they receive hundreds of films submitted for consideration each year across all their categories. Trying to get that down to only five nominees is a pretty daunting task, especially for categories that are a little bit more technical that, you know, it's one of those categories where you don't realize there are visual effects or makeup until you kind of see the behind the scenes of it. So what they do is they take an intermediary step for certain categories and you know, the a nominating committee ends up coming with a 10 to 15 category uh, film sort list per category for that branch of the Oscar to then narrow down further to the final five nominees that the entire Academy will eventually vote for. Uh, these categories are for all three sort film categories, live action, animated, and documentary, documentary feature films, international feature films, makeup, song, score, sound, and visual effects. So let's hop in, Sawi. Yesterday, you know, the 21st, the Academy released their sort lists. Um, and we saw go through each of these lists. And again, like I said, talk about what likely, uh, what was left off, what hurts, what films' chances were hurt, while, uh, while other films may have had their chances boosted here. First off, let's start with the sorts. Now, I'm not too worried about trying to catch all these, partly because I guess I'm in the Forge and Persistent where I live in New York City. The IFC Center here always runs these sort programs where they show you know, all 15 sorts and, and then some uh, in these programs leading up to the Oscars. So um, last year it was all virtual, but you know, still I think that, that that's a great resource for me to be able to have. Now, I'm not going to name all of the individual 15 films uh, for each category for these ones uh, because, you know, frankly, I probably haven't actually heard of most of these films uh, before now. So uh, first up for documentary sorts, there were 82 films submitted for the consideration, narrowed down to 15 for the top 18% or so. Of these, the ones I've heard of are Camp Confidential, America's Secret Nazis, which I believe was on Netflix. I think my wife actually watched um, and I kind of had it on in the background. Um, And then Takeover. Um, Now, I actually haven't heard about this except for the fact that the Academy of Death Racers, um, you know, that little group of people who do this Oscars Death Race thing with me, um, they're hosting a film festival in January and TakeOver will actually be one of those films in the film festival. So, you know, if you're trying to catch that, make sure you sign up for a ticket there. Moving on to the live action sorts categories, there were 145 films submitted for consideration, of which 15 made the sort list, so about 10%. Not familiar with any of the ones submitted here. Um... And then finally, for the animated sorts, there were 82 films submitted, um, again, about the top 18% or so. Now, the one that stands out to me here as the potential frontrunner is the Disney submission of Us Again about a dancing couple choreographed by power dance couple Keone and Mari, uh, who I'm a pretty big fan of. Um, you know, They had a show here in New York called Beyond Babel, um, which is pretty cool. I had a friend actually who also was dancing in the show with them. Um, you know, I've long admired their work, so you know, obviously a little bit of a bias for them. Um, and But, you know, in in general, Disney films, I think, tend to have the advantage in this situation here. So, uh, you know, us again, definitely keep an eye out for that. It's available on Disney Plus. I believe it came out with Raya and the Last Dragon. 
Now, if you're eager to get a head start on these shortlisted films, again, the community over on the Oscars Death Race Discord server in the Swords channel have done a pretty good job in the hours after the shortlist went up of compiling where you can find the films online in question, be it YouTube or elsewhere. You should act fast, though. You know, you know, I think because, you know, I, I don't know what exactly the reason is, but once a film is nominated for the shortlist, generally, if they're available online, especially on YouTube, they get taken down for some reason. So if you're trying to, get, you know, watch all the uh, Oscar-nominated sorts ahead of the actual nominations just going off of the sort list, you better act fast to try to catch those there. Again, that's the Oscars Death Race Discord server. Now, moving to feature films, starting with the documentary, there were 138 films submitted, again, with a sort list of about 15, so the top 10% or so. Now, in alphabetical order, the nominated documentaries are Ascension, Attica, Billie Eilish, The World is a Little Blurry, Faya Dai, the First Wave, Flea, In the Same Breath, Julia, President, Procession, The Ris Rescue, Simplest Water, Summer Soul, or When the Re Revolution Could Not Be Televised, The Velvet Underground, and Riding with Fire. Now, of these, the one with the most buzz uh, looks like to be The Rescue, which is the one about those Thai kids who got stuck in the cave a few years ago. I believe that was a Nat Geo documentary. Um, Flea, which looks to be a triple threat this year, getting probably getting into three nominated categories, uh, two of which we'll talk about today. And I actually, again, I saw that actually at the Angelica Film Center a couple of weeks ago. And then Summer of Love by Questlove, which one Sundance and has been getting a decent amount of press, um, you know, obviously appearing on the late night show and all that. Um, going by nextbestpicture.com, you know, Attica and Procession would round out the top five while President, The First Wave, and Ascension were also present in their, you know, pre-sortlist uh, predictions. They whiffed by predicting that the lost Leonardo and Becoming Custo uh, would get on there, but they, those two did not make the sortlist. Meanwhile, you know, the Billy Eilish documentary, Fire Die, In the Same Breath, Julia, Simplest Water, Velvet on the Ground, and Riding with Fire are, you know, didn't have as much buzz going into, uh, into the uh, sortless process here. Now, you know, in the couple of hours since Gold Derby have had these sortlists added to their site for, for users to begin, you know, pacing their predictions on, um, you know, the top five here seem to be uh, Summer of Soul, Flea, The Rescue, Julia, and Ascension. So I would say definitely between the two sites, you know, Summer of Soul, Flea, uh, and uh, Flea and The Rescue are for sure. Um, and then the last two, I think, are going to be a toss-up between some of the other ones as well. Now, moving to international, you know, each uh, film community in the respective countries, you know, 92 of them total submit films that have to be of a foreign language. So there are 15, and then the, the, the committee nominates down to 15 sort-listed films. Uh, so here are those films with their country of origin. From Austria, we have Great Freedom. From Belgium, we have Playground. From Bhutan, we have Lunana, A Yak in the Classroom. From Denmark, once again, Flea. From Finland, Compartment Number 6. From Germany, we have I'm Your Man. From Iceland, we have Lamb. From Iran, we have A Hero. From Italy, we have The Hand of God. From Japan, Drive My Car. From Kosovo, we have Hive. Mexico has Prayers for the Stolen. Norway has The Worst Person in the World. Panama has Plaza Cathedral. And Spain has The Good Boss. 
Now again, going by next best picture, Iran's a hero, Norway's worst person, Japan's drive my car, and Denmark flee war in the top floor. Um, they had predicted that Francis Titan would, uh, which won the Cannes, uh, you know, film festival, you know, the the Golden Palm. They would, they thought that it would make the shortlist, but um, it does not even make the shortlist here. And it's probably one of the biggest stories from this shortlist uh, announcement today. I haven't seen it myself, but from what I can understand, it's pretty weird. So I can kind of understand why the Academy didn't go for it. Um, that probably kills Titan's chance to get a nomination elsewhere as well. Beyond that, though, they also had noted that Hand of God from Italy, I'm Your Man from Germany, Finland's Compartment Number 6, Austria's Great Freedom, and Spain's Good Boss were among their top 10. Um, but they had also predicted that Columbia's Memoria um, would get in, and that also missed. The Memoria being the film uh, uh, that you know was uh, is apparently not going to have a digital release, at least here in the States, but will be uh, on the road so uh, throughout the U.S., uh, starting in New York, I believe, next week, actually, only in one theater at a time. Uh, Next Best Picture, you know, also had predicted that, did not predict that Playground from Belgium, uh, Lunana from Bhutan, Lamb from Iceland, which is, you know, uh, I think being distributed by A24, uh, Hive from Kosovo, Prayers from the Stolen from Mexico, and Plaza Catedral uh, from Panama would get nominated. So those were some surprises as well. Uh, Gold Derby currently has Drive My Car from Japan, Worst Person from Norway, A Hero from Iran, Flee from Denmark, and Hand of God from Italy as the top five films from the category. I've even seen a lot of buzz online that Drive My Car has been getting a lot of critics awards for potentially even Best Picture of the Year. So that might, you know, somehow get sneak into the Best Picture. It's been a really weird uh, case over the past couple of weeks for Best Picture, figuring out who might make it into the final 10. So uh, who knows? Uh, Drive My Car, uh, definitely keep an eye out for that one if you can get a chance. If you're here in New York, I believe the Lincoln Center uh, is running that uh, for a while. Uh, before we get to the technical categories, you know, let's have a quick word from friends of the show, Jeff and Pierre. As I mentioned last week, they have a lot of shows, uh, including Losing It Over Leo, about Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, who stars in this year's Don't Look Up, a film that we'll talk about in the second half of the episode for the shortlist. So you know they'll probably have an episode on Don't Look Up at some point. This is Classic Movies Live, the pre-recorded show where we talk about movies that just came out. I'm your host, Jeff, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Pierre. Pierre, what movie are we talking about today? Jeff, what are you talking about? We're recording an ad. Oh, is this an ad for Kicking It With Kendrick, the show where every week we bring on a different expert to talk about the filmography of Anna Kendrick? No, no, this is an ad for Losing It Over Leo, the show where we chronologically go through Leonardo DiCaprio's career from childhood to his Oscars. Are you entirely certain this isn't an ad for CML Classics, episodes of Classic Movies Live that we recorded two years ago? Well, I guess it's an ad for all four at this point. Well, you know what? That just works out because you can find all four of those over on the Heatwave Radio channel on Spotify. Nice. All right, now moving on to the technical categories. Uh, starting off with hair and makeup, uh, this one had only 10 sort films or films shortlisted. Um, and the way that this works is that uh, the films are shortlisted. Um, the members of the makeup events are invited, you know, to watch either I think digitally or maybe in theater um, in LA. You know, some interviews uh, with makeup artists and excerpts from the films to kind of showcase uh, what was being done behind the scenes. Uh, here, the shortlisted category nominees are uh, coming to 
to America, um, Cruella, Serrano, Dune, The Eyes of Tammy Faye, House of Gucci, Nightmare Alley, No Time to Die, The Suicide Squad, and The West Side Story. Now, calling the Gold Derby, the top five here are Dune, Eyes of Tammy Faye, Cruella, House of Gucci, and West Side Story. I expect all of these to get nominations in other categories as well. You know, Dune in multiple technical categories as well as Best Picture, uh, Tammy Faye for Best Actress, uh, Cruella, I believe, should get Costume, House of Gucci most likely in Supporting Actor, and West Side Story in multiple as well, including Best Picture. You know, I've also seen three of these fives. I still need to make time for Tammy Faye and West Side Story at some point. Um, for me, I think the big misses here are Spencer, uh, you know, which is a, another period piece. So I think, you know, that would have had a potential chance here. That didn't make it in. Uh, the Green Knight had some pretty decent makeup as well. That's what was a miss here as well. Being the Ricardos, apparently the makeup wasn't super great there. So that's a big miss here for them, uh, you know, if they were trying to go for, you know, a period piece. And similarly, the last duel from Ridley Scott, you know, uh, did not get that. So I think all of those, aside from Spencer being a lock for best actress, I think, you know, really hurts those uh, reunite Ricardos and last duel's chances of having other categories in the death race at all. It would be kind of funny to have a repeat of the Suicide Squad getting an Oscar or maybe having to watch Eddie Murphy for the Oscars. Um, you know, also, you know, Serrano getting in here does help its chances to some degree, though I think it will miss in some other categories as well later on. Uh, moving to visual effects. Again, these are 10 sort-listed nominees that will be voted on after the visual effects branch members are able to watch interviews with the artists uh, for, to get down to the final five. The nominees here are Black Widow, Dune, Eternals, Free Guy, Ghostbusters Afterlife, Godzilla vs. Kong, The Matrix Resurrections, No Time to Die, Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings, and Spider-Man No Way Home. Basically, every major uh, studio blockbuster of the year here. Now, of these, the ones I only ones I have not seen are No Time to Die, um, because I haven't seen the other uh, Craig Bond films, and then Matrix Resurrections, which I believe comes out the day this episode drops. Uh, I do plan on watching that before the end of the year. So, you know, I'm not, I don't think this is going to be a sweat for me, at least uh, Death Race Rise. Uh, probably the biggest misses here are, you know, Netflix's Don't Look Up, uh, which had some potential, uh, and then uh, Tom Hanks' Apple TV film Finch, uh, missing on, uh, getting on the sort list here, which probably kills uh, Finch's chance of getting nominated at all. Uh, Don't Look Up does have some chance elsewhere. And again, we'll see they have some other nominations elsewhere. Now, as far as predicted winners, you know, Gold Derby has an order. Uh, Dune, Matrix Resurrections, Sanchi, Eternals, and Godzilla vs. Kong. Um, so, you know, yeah, I mean, again, I don't think this is going to impact my death race too much, aside from potentially maybe having to watch No Time to Die, um, if that's able to get into the top five. Uh, moving to the more musical technical technical categories, starting with sound. Um, again, with ex with excerpts and interviews from the sound brands to determine the final five, uh, we will have uh, Belfast, Dune, Last Night in Soho, The Matrix Resurrections, No Time to Die, The Power of the Dog, A Quiet Place Part Two, Spider Man No Way Home, Tick Tick Boom, and West Side Story. Now, sound is actually a sneakily a super important category. Historically, you know, when sound was two separate categories, and even last year when they combined into one, the winner of the editing category would also win this with at least one sound category. So, you know, and, and there's I believe some statistic out there that the eventual best picture winner was at least nominated in editing. So, you know, by transitive property, the front runners of the entire best picture race likely will need to be in here, even if they end up not winning. Now, of these, I would say the front runners for best picture are probably 
Belfast, Do, The Power of Dog, and maybe West Side Story as well, based on Buzz. Tick, Tick, Boom being here is a nice pickup for that film, so it may, it may still have a little bit more broad support as well. Now, looking at the ones that are not likely going to get Best Picture, you know, A Quiet Place Part 2 nomination. I really, you know, enjoyed the first Quiet Place, and this one did, you know, maybe not as good, but did a pretty decent job as well for their sound mixing. Um, same for Spider-Man. Um, again, I don't know if it'll make the final five. Um, again, I haven't seen Matrix Resurrections. And no, again, I haven't also seen No Time to Die or Last Night in Soho. Though those seem like interesting inclusions as well. Uh, as far as snubs, you know, according to the next best picture, they were expecting Nightmare Alley from the Emerald Toro, Ridley Scott's The Last Duel, uh, The Harder They Fall from Netflix, and King Richard, and those didn't get nominated. So maybe that, that those weakens their potential position for, you know, getting nominations in uh, best picture potentially. Now, as of right now, according to Gold Derby, the favorites here are Dune, West Side Story, No Time to Die, Belfast, and Tick, Tick, Boom. Again, the ones that are most likely going to be Oscar nominated here. Now, moving on to score, out of 136 eligible scores, 15 made the shortlist. Uh, these are uh, Being the Ricardos, Candyman, Don't Look Up, Dune, Encanto, uh, for Lin-Manuel Miranda, uh, The Friends Dispatch of the Liberty, Kansas Evening Sun, uh, The Green Knight, The Harder They Fall, King Richard, The Last Duel, No Time to Die, Parallel Mothers, The Power of the Dog, Spencer, and The Tragedy of Macbeth. Now, going by what next, next Best Picture predicted, the ones that got snubbed were Serrano, again, Nightmare Alley, Luca, and Come On, Come On. Meanwhile, uh, Candyman, Encanto, Green Knight, Harder They Fall, Last Duel, No Time to Die, and Parallel Mothers were somewhat unexpected. So Last Duel does have at least something here, but again, much less than, than people were expecting. No Time to Die definitely getting more than, than people were expecting. I think you know Green Knight, this is a nice pickup for them. Don't know if it'll make it to the final five. Um, and hey, Lin-Manuel is going for his EGOT with Encanto. Now, according to Gold Derby, you know, the favorites seem to be Dune, Power of Dogs, Parallel Mothers, Don't Look Up, and Friends Dispatch. Uh, Friends Dispatch, I think this if they get here, maybe they might get one other for maybe production, maybe another for cinematography. But, you know, I think this is, you know, it, the chances of Friends Dispatch getting in are, are getting a little bit slimmer with only this one sword list here. Um, and you know, it's also interesting for Parallel Mothers. You know, people were expecting that to be Spain's submission for Best International Film. Uh, that ended up going to Good Boss, which we talked about earlier, which is pretty good for Spain that they might get another one here. Uh, finally, you know, we have the, my, depending on your perspective, uh, favorite or least favorite category of the Oscars, Best Original Song. Now, out of 84 submitted songs, 15 were sortlisted. Um, in order, they are from Annette, So May We Start, from Belfast, Down to Joy. From Brian Wilson, Long and Winding Road, Right Where I Belong. From Bruised, Automatic Woman. From Cinderella, Dream Girl. From Coda, Beyond the Sore. From Dear Evan Hansen, The Anonymous Ones. From Don't Look Up, uh, Just Look Up. From Encanto, Dos Orguitas. From Four Good Days, Somehow You Do. We'll come back to this one. From The Harder They Fall, Guns Go Bang. From King Richard, Be Alive. From No Time to Die, No Time to Die. From Respect, we have Here I Am, Singing My Way Home. And from Sing 2, Your Song Saved My Life. So there's a lot to unpack here. First, Next Best Picture has predicted, had predicted that Serrano's Every Letter, uh, and that ended up missing here, while, you know, Right Where I Was from Brian Wilson, uh, Automatic Girl from Bruce, Dream Girl from Cinderella, Anonymous Ones from Dear Evan Hansen, Somehow You Do from Four Good Days, and Your Song Saved My Life from Sing 2 made it in. Again, this definitely hurts Serrano's uh, overall chances. Now, 
okay, if you listen to past the past two seasons of this show, you know we have something on here called the Breakthrough Rule. Uh, this goes back to the 92nd Oscars, my first race, the one that Parasite ended up winning. Now, you know, Best Original Song is a bit of a weird category because, you know, the eligibility for here is, you know, again, it's just a song. It's not enti- exactly an entire movie. And for, you know, barring, you know, Eurovision last year, who Yaya Ding Dong sort of been nominated and sort of won, but that aside, uh, most best songs are actually just played over the credits of the song. They don't actually have an impact within the context of the song of the film itself. Uh, so a lot of people do instead of having to watch you know the full two hour film for a three minute movie, three minute song over the credits, they just listen to the entire song. Now you know now you know in these Oscars for the 2019 film season in 2020, you know for the 92nd Oscars, you know I was. Trying, I was waffling, right? Like, there was one particular film in Best Original Song uh, called, um, from the film Breakthrough, um, you know, this Christian film about a kid who goes under the ice and ends up, you know, almost dying, but for the power of prayer, ends up coming back. Um, you know, not, I, I, now, you know, there was debate, like, should I actually watch this or should I, you know, just go ahead and watch all the songs? And what I told myself, right, they, this was before everything was available on streaming, you know, I said, okay, if I cannot, if I, if this becomes literally the only film I have left to complete my death race, I will go ahead and watch it uh, in completion. If I not, I'll just stick to watching just, you know, just the music video or something or listening to the song. Well, dear listener, I was able to watch every other film. So literally the last film I watched for that, my first death race was Breakthrough. Um, and that ended up sealing the deal for the future where in the future I will always need to watch all the entire film for the nominated films for Best Original Song, even if it's just over the credits. And if, even if it's just de- that's their only nomination. Now, uh, one other fact that you have to know is that uh, the writer of the song from Breakthrough uh, is one Diane Warren. Now, no offense to Miss Warren, right? Uh, you know, she has actually been nominated for the Oscar origin- for Best Original Song 12 times before, four of which were in the past four years. Uh, last year, I believe she was from EOC, from uh, this Italian film. Um, I forget the exact name off the top of my head at this point. Um, but... Uh, as you can, as you can probably tell, uh, EOC, uh, Miss Diane Warren is uh, the songwriter for uh, the song, um, you know, uh, uh, somehow you do from Four Good Days, uh, which looks like to be similar to Hillbilly Elegy from last, you know, a song about rural America and opioid addiction and so on. You know, from what I can tell from people who've told, who've seen the film, not a great film. Uh, but going by our luck, she, we're probably gonna, she's probably going to get nominated for her thirteenth. Oscar uh, nomination, and we will uh, have to watch her film for the death race. Uh, and based on things, see, will she end up winning? Well, the odds say right now that it's probably going to be no time to die. So, uh, Diane Warren will keep coming back. Uh, but yeah, that's something to look forward to, I guess. Now, you know, as far as the rest of the nominees, you know, some of them have overlaps in other categories, right? Belfast, Coda, Don't Look Up, Encanto, King Richard. Um, you know, those are likely to get nominated in other categories. Some, you know, like Sing 2, Respect, Annette, The Harder They Fall, I haven't seen yet, and this may be the only place they're nominated, but, you know, they seem interesting enough. Um, for Good Days aside, you know, we have other films, though, like Cinderella, which thankfully I already saw, um, you know, when it came out on Amazon Prime, and then Dear Evan Hansen, which, you know, as everyone knows, has kind of been critically panned at this point. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's you know, if, if those get nominated, that's going to be a, a fun way to end the death race. 
Um, anyway, as of right now, uh, the again, the Hornet Gold Derby, the top five nominees are uh, No Time to Die. You know, I believe you know Billy Eilish made a song which released you know in the middle of the pandemic because the No Time to Die kept on getting pushed back. So uh, No Time to Die, King Richard, Encanto, Don't Look Up, and Belfast are the favorites. But this is always a Superwood category that's really hard to predict. So. Now, anyway, that is, you know, all the films. That's a lot of films we just talked about and a lot of nominations. So let's zoom out, right? And let's take a look at about a bit of pictures for which films lost out here in the sort of listing process and which ones are winners and have, have their cases helped, starting from, you know, the ones who kind of lost out the most. Um, again, the biggest story here is that Titan, uh, the Cannes Golden Palm winner, did not get nominated for Best International Film, which I think probably kills its chances at getting uh, a nomination overall, uh, you know, in any other category. Uh, Memoria, um, you know, similarly, uh, the Columbia submission for Best International Film did not get nominated as well. So, you know, while I do hope to go see it maybe in theaters just because of the experience, um, it still is something that is, uh, you know, not, I think, going to be critical, critical for the death race. Um, you know, another one that got killed off here, I think, is Fint, you know, not getting individual effects, which is really its only chance at getting a nomination here. Um, now, now these now the, these next ones aren't quite dead yet, but they have, you know, definitely a little bit less uh, buzz behind them now. I think Last Duel, you know, if it had any shot, it would have been in these technical, technical categories. I think it might have, you know, a shot at production, but I think there's a bunch of other well, you know, production design films as well. Um, and then, you know, score, you know, it's being one of 15, is really tough at this point. Um, so, and I don't think it, it's one of the front runners either. So, you know, I think the last duel between that and his poor box office performance is not going to, to do well at this point. Um, come on, come on, seems to be a really well regarded film, um, but this didn't get any sort, sort listed here. I think, if anything, it might maybe sneak in something Joaquin Phoenix, maybe as a long shot, but I don't think it really getting as much else otherwise. Um, maybe black and it's a black and white film, so maybe the cinematography department goes for it. Now moving to those, you know, these not these weren't necessarily great for them, but doesn't necessarily kill the chances of appearing in the death race at all. Uh, Nightmare Alley, you know, it came out this past weekend with Spider Man. It had a terrible box office. I don't know if that actually will hurt its chances, and definitely does not help its chances um, by not having a great uh, box office. But you know, it still has a decent buzz. Still, you know, as of right now, a lot of people are saying potential for best picture still. Um, but I, a lot of the it, it was expected to get a lot more shortlist nominations for sound and score and so on. Um, you know, I believe. I believe it does uh, show up uh, in um, it does show up for uh, hair and makeup, um, but that's about it at this point. Um, so you know, yeah, that's basically that's basically you know definitely not great for it. Um, being the Ricardos, you know, it's kind of currently 12th out of, you know, my potential best picture nominees. And, you know, that could definitely drop as you know, reviews of it have not been super great. Um, but you never know, right? Uh, but I think, you know, definitely not getting um, a lot of nominations here um, does not help here. I think, you know, it, it did get... Um, Actually, yeah, it didn't. It, it it basically just got score only. Um, when really, I think hair and makeup and maybe costume might be its chances. Um, Green Knight, you know, I don't think is you know, I think as in comparison, people weren't really expecting Green Knight to get a lot of awards buzz here. So the fact that it was able to get score help is is nice for it. But again, it, it 
did I think not getting hair and makeup also isn't super great. Um, Serrano, you know, not getting any nominations here. Um, I think is not great at all. Um, or yeah, Serrano not getting. Oh, sorry, it got hair and makeup, but not getting in the sound nominations. I think really hurts Serrano's chances here. Um, in the long run, especially original song, right? it's a musical, and it's not getting any of those. I think you know maybe Peter Dinklage is able to snag it out in Best Actor, but that's about it. Um, Friends Dispatch, you know, I think uh, kind of a long shot just because it kind of went under the radar. I mean, people love um, Wes Anderson. I think, again, it maybe has production, uh, you know, long shot at director potentially, but um, maybe cinematography, um, but, you know, not get, and it got one here. So it's not completely dead, but it's also not looking great for it. Uh, Don't Look Up, I believe, from what I've heard, has should have had a lot of other, nom- some in, in this here as well. Um, uh, I think, you know, it got in the score, it got in the original song, which is, you know, fine, but it didn't have, you know, the, the visual effects one here, which would have helped it out some more. So the look up not, not looking great. Um, now, you know, moving to the ones that are slightly, and then, and then Spencer, right? Like I didn't, um, I think it got in for, for score here. Um, but it didn't get in for anything else. But I think for Spencer, it's basically a lock, I think, for uh, Kristen Stewart to get into Best Actress at this point. So I wouldn't be wor- too worried about, you know, not watching Spencer because I think she's going to get she's gonna get in. Um, and then The Matrix, right, I think definitely got helped here a bunch. Um, obviously, visual effects, you know, um, you know, uh, obviously in sound as well. Um, so I think those are, you know, those are probably its re- only real chances at getting a nomination overall. Um, and the fact that they got there definitely helps it out. Now, moving on to the real winners here, right? Spider-Man, um, getting into sound, I think, is pretty good for it. You know, obviously, it was, I think, going to get visual effects shortlisted. But getting into sound, I think, was really good for Spider-Man here. Um, there have been rumors of, hey, Spider-Man for production or whatever. I don't know if that's going to actually happen. Uh, maybe it might get into the PGA. Who knows? But, you know, Spider-Man, I think, you know, has a decent shot at getting nominated for something here. Uh, Tick, Tick, Boom, I think, is a pretty big winner here um, by getting into the sound category for sure. Um uh, you know, not 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 much else, but I think again, the the fact that sound is a precursor to editing, which is a precursor to best picture, um, is really good for its chances for broad support there. Uh, no time to die, you know, you know, uh, having a lot, having a decent number of technical uh, nominations here. Um, you know, we have uh hair, we have hair and makeup, uh, we have visual effects, and then we have sound, um, as well as song. So you know, or score and sound. So you know, no time to die, sweeping the technical categories here. I really, I guess, need to go and watch the bond, the the Craig Bond films here. Um, and then Flea, you know, again, we kind of knew it was going to be a front runner, you know, triple threat of Air National and Documentary and potentially animated as well. Got two of those three already, so good for Flea. And then Summer of Soul and The Rescue as being the front runners for Documentary as well. Then going out, go out and see if you can get the chance to watch those, I think will definitely be pretty safe at this point for that category. But yeah, that's the state of the race going into the holidays. Like I mentioned last week, you know, we got a couple of weeks break off um, for the holidays, Christmas and New Year before I come back to talk about Best Picture Frontrunners for a couple of weeks with a couple of guests. Uh, the first episode will be on films available for streaming. Um, I think that will be The Power of Dog, Don't Look Up, Tick, Tick, Boom, which are available on Netflix, and then Being the Ricardos, you know, Maybe that might get swapped out. We'll see. Um, available on Amazon Prime, at least if you're in the U.S. Now, the other weeks after that, you know, I think there'll be a coming of age episode with Belfast, Licorice Pizza, Coda, and King Richard, and then a more genre, I'm calling it, focused episode with Belfast, Licorice, uh, with Dune, West Side Story, Nightmare Alley, and Tragedy of Macbeth. Um, we'll see if Nightmare Alley sticks around. 
Now, you know, if you're looking for things to watch over the holidays, I think those 12 films are a pretty safe starting point for the Oscars death race to get a head start. Uh, myself, again, I'm currently sitting at 92 films for the year so far. I have like three Matrix films to watch. that will get me up to 95. Uh, and then I'm trying to knock out some of these best picture contenders, maybe go back and watch some of those, those, those Craig Bond films, get to 100 for the year. Um, I think I've been trying to do it for something like four years now. And this might actually, four, maybe even longer um, years of trying to, you know, watch films, uh, 100 films in a year. Haven't, uh, never quite got in there but this i think i can feel it's going to be the year this year um hey i might even try to watch memorial when it comes to the ifc center even if the oscar chances are slim Meanwhile, you know, if you're looking for people to talk to you about, you know, these Oscar death race and movies and so on, I strongly encourage you to check out the Academy of Death Race community on Discord and on Reddit. I'll link to them in the show notes. You know, there's still time to sign up for a membership, which gets you free access to the Academy of Death Racers Film Festival in January, as well as, you know, various leads to where to track down hard-to-find films, especially if you're in a country where they haven't released yet. Uh, Slight Astro also has this tracking Google Sheets uh, set up and linked in the Death Tracking Race uh, channel, um, including a Mecca, not Mega, but Mecca seat, including the BAFTAs, Globes, and Spirit Awards. In any case, you know, that wraps up this episode of the Oscars Death Race podcast. Let me know what your predictions are for the Death Race uh, on Twitter at OscarsDRaceCast, via email at OscarsDeathRacePodcast at zmail.com, or on Discord. Make sure you subscribe to the show on your podcast service of choice, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. Please review or, you know, help us by sharing it with a friend, any of that helps. Uh, you know, linked in the show notes will be a Patreon as well as my Letterboxd account under the username NinzaBoy with an I. And again, check out the Oscar Race and Oscars Death Race subreddit, Oscars Death Race, Academy of Death Racers Discord, as well as the community tracking website and AODR.net. Uh, music is provided by Kevin MacLeod. His stuff is at Incompetent.Filmmusic.io. Editing and production provided by NinzaBoy Media. That's it for this week and for the year, I guess. Uh, this has been Paulo of the Oscars Death Race podcast. Until next time, I'll be here trying to watch all the Oscar nominees or die trying.